Welcome to Base Space. A crypto podcast. Base Space. Welcome to the Base Space. Uh, for those that don't know, this is a crypto podcast hosted by myself, the Crypto Mewtwo, Chase Coins, and Super High that creates opportunities for growth, networking, and education in the crypto industry. Today we have the honor of having Potter, co-founder of Eastside, on the show. Welcome to the space, Potter. We're, we're pumped to have you on, brother. Yo, thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Um, yeah, it was kind of crazy. We ran into each other at the Graph event um, and met up over there. Uh, just curious, like, what were your thoughts about like the the dinner and the event? that was that we uh that we met up at yeah uh i think you know uh east denver uh was a big event and you know we i think it was a thursday uh or friday we went to this the graph dinner which we met so many cool people and cool projects cool you know influencers and builders and you know uh like you guys right you guys are all tier one and you know of course shout out to tegan um and um uh, for you know having me to that dinner and you know great opportunity met a lot of people but in general i would say that you know uh, uh east denver is a great experience in uh because you know i would say it's probably one of the biggest um crypto gathering for a while now especially after covid right uh we literally spent you know a week discovering and you know immense ourselves into this web3 or you know crypto um massive kind of uh, conference or you know um events where we basically every day there were new ideas new um projects you know new uh new interesting people that we met we talked to and we thought of and it really also did um uh, shape, you know, e, e science, you know, uh, uh, some of the, in this narrative and uh, use cases um, as outcome of this uh, seven days trip. And um, I do believe that, you know, I think conferences like East Denver, you know, and, you know, how the graph is hosting um, this whole dinner thing, it helps the industry to be more, stay more connected with each other. It's because, you know, uh, if we only communicate with each other on Twitter, zoom discord uh it can't compare with you know face-to-face meetings right and uh and you uh especially you cannot it's hard harder for you to grow a you know relationship or you know a bond uh between you and the other person so definitely i recommend you know everyone else who's interested in web3 space and you know in uh, crypto space do go to all these conferences uh, there are a bunch happening uh, this year. Uh, the uh, the closest one I know is you know. Uh, right by, by the way, I'm based in Los Angeles, so there's NFT LA uh, in, uh, in in LA, right? Uh, starting from next week, so we are going to host some cool parties in in the area. So feel free to check us uh, check us out on our Twitter or Discord for our newest updates. And you know, as well as you know, there's Miami Bitcoin. Uh, starting at November, uh, April and Bahama event and ETH Dubai. Uh, you know, there's a ton of stuff going on. So I do recommend whoever, you know, is interested in the space, uh, participate, please, you know, participate in all those events. It's no longer vir- virtual events, but you will make a lot of good friends and, you know, uh, bounce around different ideas and, you know, spark probably the next big thing, right? 
that will be probably you know my feedbacks towards you know East Denver in general and uh, the dinner. Yeah, man, I I agree with everything everything that you said. Like that was that was like my first real crypto event, and mm-hmm. it like really opened my eyes to you know going to more in person uh, type of activations like that. I mean, it was just yeah. crazy to run into just some like random people that you always see <laughs> on like CT, right? Oh, <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, seriously, yeah. all these people that's you know on on Twitter or on whatever, you can meet them in person. How cool is that? Seriously, and uh, not to mention, you know, the first kind of crypto gathering or crypto conference I went to is when I was still a sophomore in university in USC, uh, University of Southern California, uh, just in case you don't know. And, you know, I'm a proud Trojan. So uh, during the second year, uh, you know, I co-founded Blockchain at USC uh, in the freshman year with Albert Ho. He was a crypto OG, uh, Ethereum ICO participant, you know, uh, one out of a thousand, (laughs) right? And um, uh, we helped to, you know, co-found the Blockchain USC. And the second year is the first kind of big crypto conference that we went to is in SFSF. It's called SF Blockchain Week. I don't know if has any of you, you know, went. But I in in that event, it was like really, really cool. You got to see Vitalik, you know, Justin Sun, you know all the big KOLs and influencers um, in person, right? And you got to had a chance to talk to them. You had a chance to talk to all the big funds, you know, big protocols, big projects, and you know, big founders as well. So, um, you know, I always had a good experience attending conference. Probably it's also because I'm an I'm an extrovert, so I love to talk to people and connect with people. Maybe that's all the uh, also the other reason. <laughs> Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, not to go on like a huge tangent about these conferences, but I think like for me, the biggest takeaway out of the conference was just like the amount of positivity that was at the conference uh, versus like crypto Twitter. Uh, like especially during that time period is pretty negative, like across across like my general like feed, just like everyone being down. And like you go to the conference and even people that were tweeting like negative vibes, like you go there and they're just super happy and chill and everyone's so pumped up. That's so true. Yeah. You know, it was really cool to just see everyone like collaborating, building their projects. It it was dope. It was like collective. I mean, uh, like Twitter space like this is definitely, you know, the go to. I do recommend, you know, people, more people are hosting AMAs and, you know, live panels like this. It's like a good way for, you know, because crypto, as I said, is a, global market right it's not just you know the two superpowers in the world you know trying to fight over some tech uh, you know technology breakthrough whatever but i would say crypto is for global audience and global population so uh, that's why i do believe you know uh live amas or you know um live kind of you know uh twitter space would be really helpful to for us to spread you know the knowledge and you know to spread uh, the love to spread you know what we think to the rest of the world so do appreciate what you guys are doing and you know that's you know that's a good complimentary with each other right yeah 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 yeah, 100% um Potter everyone who comes on these spaces we always like to ask like how they got into crypto we'd love to just like hear your story and how you got started oh yeah for sure for sure uh so I went uh so by the way I'm only 23 right now uh, I dropped out of USC. Uh, if you guys don't know, uh, feel free to you know follow my Twitter and uh, you know see the pin tweet. Uh, pin tweet. I basically write out my 
kind of experience with Isai and myself. But you know, you don't have to, <laughs> as I said. So the my crypto story is I got into crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum when I was I think 17 or 18, around uh, junior high school. And um, I was first, you know, doing a bit research, but it was at the point where in 2017, where everyone is crazy about ICO. And all my friends say, oh, Potter, I just made 5x my money um, by trading Bitcoin last month. <laughs> you know, moments like this. Say, oh, you got to check this out. You know, you don't, uh, you got to at least, you know, buy some Bitcoin or Ethereum if that's that easy to make money, right? So I literally calculated my life savings or, you know, how much I need to sustain my you know, basic life, <laughs> uh, including, you know, um, rent and, you know, food and stuff and tuition, of course. I put the rest of my money into Bitcoin back at 2017. So um, I remember it, the price of Bitcoin was 19K. And uh, I was super happy that got into this this early, and I used Coinbase back then. And you know, um, basically the second day or the third day, the price dropped from 19k to 12k. <laughs> so literally lost half of my life saving, even though it's not a lot. But you know, for you know international students in US. By the way, I was in DC at the time, DMV. Shout out to. So it was, you know, it was a huge loss, right? Not to mention, in a week, the price dropped to, you know, six k. So basically, I lost two thirds of my life savings. So it's not a good experience to start with. <laughs> um, I, uh, however, you know, uh, even though losing almost seventy percent of my assets, it did not just get me quit. You know, what doesn't kill me make me stronger, right? Uh, I started to learn to, you know, self learn because you know, second semester senior, you basically graduate from college. Uh, you basically got graduate from high school. You got into college. You're pretty chill. You have a lot of free time. I started to do my own research on Bitcoin, Ethereum, and starting to know, starting to learn why. It is so speculative and everyone's talking about it and the price is so volatile and understand the real kind of, you know, technology uh, behind it. So that was all I did in second semester senior high school. After I got into USC, I, you know, found a group of people that was also very passionate about crypto Web3 blockchain. So it's majorly me and the other guy called Albert. Albert Ho, he was, uh, he is kind of like my, uh, mentor back in the days in, in freshman. He was uh, already graduating uh, at USC and he was the ICO participant, as I said. Um, when I was a freshman, he or, he's already like a millionaire, <laughs> right? Uh, he also shared the vision to build this, you know, university um, blockchain organization. Uh, so basically what we did is we set up the whole club structure in 2017, 2018, and uh, it got ready run through during my sophomore year and my junior year. And I became the president. Um, I basically run the whole club during the s sophomore year and junior year. And as you guys all know, at back in the days, it was beer market, right? So everyone who, you know, when we launch our events, when we host events, people always ask, uh, what is Bitcoin? Is it a scam? You know, what is crypto? We want to go to zero, you know, stupid question like this. So as I said, conviction is a key. <laughs> we, we are really glad that, you know, we made it through. So after a while, right now we start with probably three to five people, but now we grow this club as big to, you know, 500. Shout out to the current uh, co-presidents, um, Mike and also Jeffrey. Uh, by the way, Mike is also working in eScience community lead. So that's basically the story I got into crypto. I got into, you know, Web3. Yeah.
Yo, that's super dope. It's crazy that you did all that after like losing like seventy percent of yeah. your money. Yeah, I mean, seriously, through, all my friends they lost their money or they 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 win the money. You know, they gain a lot of money or either they lost a lot of money, right? But for all the people that lost the money, I I never see one that kept you know kept buying crypto or kept pursuing the space. I think I'm the only one among my friends. <laughs> so after they they lost fifty percent, they said even. After they lost thirty percent, they said, "Yo, no, 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 I gotta get out." <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm just built with a different mindset. Yeah, persist, perseverance, and you know, conviction is a key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super dope. Um, and like, how did you even come up with the concept for Esan? Like, what led you down this rabbit hole? Yeah, for sure. So continue uh, to bit continue my story is also relevant. Uh, during my freshman year, I interned at a crypto fund called Fundamental Labs. It's one of the biggest crypto fund in China, uh, uh, and you know it was. I, I think I'm one of the early interns as well. Uh, they were uh, they were the early backer of Polkadot and uh, as well as other really good projects. And they're one of the one of the very few uh, fund crypto fund that invested into you know Coinbase uh, at the early stage. I think it's around. Eight bill, uh, eight billion valuation, something like this, or eight hundred, eight hundred. I, I, I can't remember the details, but they're pretty legit. So I met uh during the in- internship. You know, I was basically helping the fund to source deal, to do due diligence, and you know, to you know, do all that kind of stuff. Uh, during the time, and not just I, you know, grow more kind of professionalism with you know Web three crypto in general. I also met. Um, one of my co-founders of eSign, uh, whose name is Yan Xing. Uh, Yan Xing, he was the first uh, employee of the fund, Fundamental Labs. And then later on, he went to Huobi Strategic Investment Fund uh, as like a, uh, like a, like a, you know, like a secondary uh, director, whatever. Uh, anyways, long story short, during the internship, uh, I met Xing, and we spent the whole summer talking about the future of Web3, decentralized storage, NFT, Metaverse, um, DeFi, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we started to bounce different ideas. And he said, "Oh, I, I still clearly remember this day at the end, of, at the last day of the intern uh, internship." Uh, Xing asked me, "Yo, bro, you wanna build a project with me?" You know, I said, "Yo, for sure." You know what to do, right? He said, "We need to build this, you know, DeFi protocol on Polkadot." I was like, "For real, sir? Seriously?" He said, "Yeah, I'm pretty." bullish on this <laughs> you know but you know we did not take this route <laughs> uh thank thank uh thank uh thanks for you know for him you know proposing the idea of building a startup so this kind of you know doing a project idea started to uh plant it in my brain and after i got back to usc i started to look for good engineers because at that time blockchain at usc we we incubated four to five projects each year and we had around 20 to 30 devs. They all participated in this program called Dev Nights, right? So I looked through all the devs in, under Blockchain USC, and I found this specific person that's extremely smart and you know uh, the down the know all everything and master solidity and and you know uh, smart contract uh, front end, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we pitched him about different ideas, and at the end, I think we just came up with the building the decentralized. Uh, e-signature uh, platform. The reason is pretty simple. So basically, it's the kind of the founding story of Esai is me, she, and Jack. Jack, uh, we as uh, long as as soon as we onboard Jack, uh, the basic team was formed. So it's just me, she, and Jack. Uh, 
And Jack was in charge of the technical side. I'm in charge of the uh, BD marketing, go to market, and uh, fundraising. Yixing is in basically the project lead, so basically in charge of the architecture design, you know, uh, project design, uh, as well as uh, fundraising as well. So we had a very clear role on each of us, and um, we started to recruit more teams from Blockchain USC as well as other you know universities. Uh, we actually, uh, we actually, the first year we self-funded ourselves uh, because we don't have any capital in our uh, treasury, and the the, the reason we did eSign uh, uh, as opposed to other ideas is because uh, we do believe that during the past couple couple years, uh, Web three has been growing its infrastructure level in a pretty relatively matured fashion. Where compared to five years ago, for example, we are not be able to you uh, to have to or to use a decentralized application that has good user experience. Uh, the reason is pretty simple. For example, there are a couple of reasons that cost us. I mean, Ethereum, uh, as we all know, is very uh, expensive and also very slow. And uh, if you want to query data or do indexing, you need to do RPC um, indexing, which costs you three to five minutes to do so, uh, as opposed to we have the graph, right? And uh, also, we don't have a very mature DID kind of infrastructure We where only MetaMask was the only one. But right now, we have Wallet Connect, Taurus, which we just rebranded to Web3 Auth, and we also have Formatic that has created, you know, very mature kind of DID solutions, uh, etc. And with, of course, our Biconomy, we are able to use Biconomy to to cover the gas fee uh, uh, for for our users. Uh, so along so uh, so you know just to be more concise and you know to uh, to aggregate all what I just said to add it to my point is we do believe that the Web three infrastructure is getting more matured and the next phase of Web three is going to be building the applica- uh, uh, on chain application that's uh, that utilizes all the matured Web three tech stack to build a user friendly with the decentralized application that has utility, right? Uh, the reason we do not want to build a decentralized Facebook uh, or social network is because uh, we do believe that um, building a, a social network in requires a strong network effect. Uh, so basically, it's harder for us to go to market and to 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 you know grab the cake from Facebook Meta you know as well as others, but you know building a decentralized tool specific application like eSignature, it will be much easier to to uh, onboard people. Is because uh, people don't care if their friends or their family is using this product as long as himself her or her herself or the opposing you know uh, uh, opponent uh, or sort of third party is using this platform. Uh, as long as it works, you will adopt this. So we do believe that the you know the adoption curve will be much easier uh, than if we build a Web three uh, Facebook. That was kind of the initial thoughts. But of course, uh, right now, if you if you ask me what is eSign, I would definitely not say it's a Web three DocuSign because there's a lot more, right? I mean, a Web three DocuSign isn't worth uh, the investment from three sequoias, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, part of that that was a really good uh, in depth uh, explanation, and uh, it was really great meeting you at the dinner as well. So I, we definitely appreciate you coming on the show as well. Just to jump in um, to some of the use yeah. cases. So far, any questions or you know anything you guys want me to share more about eSign or yeah. roadmap or tech stack or you know just in general, I would love to answer. 
Yeah, uh, just to go in on some of the use cases, right? So for someone that's maybe new to crypto or, um, or starting a business or a project and needs a uh, secure contract signing platform, could you explain why eSign is And, you know, sorry to mention Chaining. Uh, Chaining is also one of our biggest ecosystem tech, tech supporter. Uh, we utilize Chaining's Keeper Network in our smart agreement uh, functionalities to monitor a on-chain or off-chain API. But, you know, I can talk more about this. But, you know, basically uh, uh, anything you guys wanted to learn more about eSign, um, I'm happy to share. Or not just about eSign, but about Web3, about DAO, about, you know, Metaverse, anything. Um, I would love to share more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think Super was asking you about, like, if you're, like, new to crypto and, like, starting a business, right, or project and uh, you need like a, a secure contract platform, could you, could you like explain why like eSign e- e- is like the way to go versus like a traditional um, signing platform like DocuSign? Yeah, of course. So, you know, as I said, uh, I mean, uh, right now, if it would ask me what is eSign, I would definitely, the answer is definitely not Web3 DocuSign, right? And, 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 and just like, you know, I don't know if you guys have read, you know, Rugalas, uh, recent deck. They also write this. Uh, we are not just JPEG. We are building more, right? So what is more? I will probably go deeper in a bit. So before I, you know, you know, go down into that rabbit hole, I would just love to um, share my thoughts on why we need a decentralized electronic signing platform. Okay. So um, as we all know that um, um, you know the whole. Basically, why we build a Web3 version of DocuSign or HoloSign, you name it, is because we, we want to embrace the Web3 technology or decentralized technology uh, to build a more secure, private, and you know, transparent kind of you know, um, signing solution uh, versus DocuSign. Or uh, not to target on DocuSign, but you know, in general, all the e-signature platform, Web2 e-signature platform. Um, the, the, the reason uh, or the, some of the inspiration actually comes from a documentary I, I watched uh, several months ago called uh, Social Dilemma. Uh, in that documentary by Netflix, basically it talks about how um, uh, drastic or how it's detrimental to have all the Web2 giants like Facebook, Amazon, Google to own the uh, user's data, right? I mean, uh, Facebook's literally got into trouble with this. And why is this possible? And also, if you guys have watched you know, Silicon Valley's um, Silicon Valley, which is, you know, a, um, I think it's a TV series by HBO. Uh, uh, in, in the show, uh, basically, they talk about the story on a, a, a group of brilliant young men trying to build this decentralized network because they think, you know, centralized Web2 is very centralized. And I will probably explain a bit later, but this is a big context, right? And, and why is it centralized? Is the and why is centralized bad? Is the main question or the main reason that I want to share? Is because uh, you know if it's centralized and basically all the big giant have all the information and privacy about this specific person, right? His address, his you know uh, user behavior, everything. Everyone will become uh, you know we will have no literally no privacy, you know, and they can literally sell our data for any any reason that they want even though they claim they're going to use it for good right um and let's talk about why is it uh, needed in e-signature platform it's because in e-signature platform we need that all the contract that people sign is very it should be very private right and how the DocuSign is doing this is you know they literally they basically uh or the other e-signature platform they basically store all the 
contract in a centralized server or a cloud, right? Um, basically controlled by the company, and um, uh, the uh, and also all the you know user uh, data information they use DocuSign uh, to log in DocuSign. They need to store uh, every user's username and password in Docu DocuSign server. So basically, you know, they have the access to all the users' data and all the contracts signed. Even though, of course, DocuSign as well as other, uh, you know, e-signature platform will say we are not going to intrude any of any of the user data. But right, but that's what they always do. Um, uh, to have a decentralized tax stack, we are able to solve these kind of uh, question, uh, issues by uh, allowing users to log in with their DID, so AKA MetaMask, other wallet. So. Uh, based by the private key kind of public key kind of um, uh, kind of combination or this technology, we don't we don't necessarily we don't we don't have any of the users' information or have access to their money, right? Um, that's the whole point of Web three. Everyone controls their money, their data, their privacy, uh, etc., et yada yada yada, right? And the, uh, the second phase is you know when you sign a contract on DocuSign. Uh, if you want to verify when this contract is signed, for example, you have a dispute and you want to take this to the court, you would ask DocuSign, oh, please share, you know, the timestamp or whatever uh, certificate certification you can have, give me. And probably DocuSign doesn't have this similar issue, but uh, my friend and family actually experienced this centralized, uh, centralized um, issue in China. It's basically, there's a similar company um, called, you know, I probably I will not disclose the name, but, uh, you know, they are uh, basically a Chinese DocuSign and they're worth a lot, like at least billions, right? Um, and um, the problem with them to have is one, one of my friends signed a e-signature contract on that platform and they, he wanted to verify like when it was assigned and if it has been executed and uh, the company said, oh, we need to t take three weeks to get back to you on this. <laughs> and after three weeks, they basically just had a stamp on whatever certification they have and said, yo, this is the, you know, the, the history or this is a transaction. You will take this to the court and, you know, the court will verify this. But think about this. What if we can store all the transaction on Ethereum and other EVM compatible blockchains? So whenever the contract is executed or being signed by every party, it will have a clear kind of, you know, on-chain um, history where we don't need to ask us to give you this certification to verify when it's signed and you know the timestamp etc everyone will be able to verify this on blockchain isn't that super helpful right and that's only the second part i will get to the third part the third part would be you know the centralized server issue where you know all the uh, web2 companies use aws ali cloud uh, or the other you know cloud service or um, you know service service to to uh, to manage or to store the data but in web3 we have um are we ipfs you know uh crust uh not cr uh, i think no not crust um uh which the which asaya uh, right and rest of others a lot of the centralized storage um, solution and we are very close to you know um, our weave uh, and we're going to use our weave as our default solution um, pr uh, basically what we're going to do is we encrypt the signal uh, the contract and decentralizedly stored in our weave so basically you pay once and it's permanently stored and only the related party can have the access to the contract not even the platform and the most amazing stuff about this is uh, even if the e-sign, you know, we stop operating our service, all the contract that was being signed, everything will be saved, be accessed to the users. 
you know, we will not be like if if a company go bankrupt, uh, all the you know data that was stored in a centralized server will inevitably get deleted. But you know, with if you sign a contract on eSign, it can be verified to the you know till the till the world ends. You know, probably in you know a trillion years, whatever. <laughs> so uh, everything I just described is a, a Web three version of DocuSign, which is our stage one. We call this uh, platform. We call this product eSign Signature. So you can think of this eSign Signature as a um, Web3 version DocuSign where you can use your on-chain identity, you can use your ENS, uh, as well as other, you know, like unstoppable domain, uh, you know, other uh, uh, identity, you know, um, you have in Web3. And to sign a contract in a decentralized fashion, and, you know, uh, only you will have the access and you and the related party have the access to this contract. And, you know, we as a platform, we only provide the service, but we are not uh, having access to anything and we do not charge extra money than just paying the gas. And a lot of times, we also cover the gas fee. So come on, guys, switch to us. Stop using Vanilla DocuSign. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a really great explanation of. By you. the way, our uh, our current platform is shut uh, is under uh, shut down, is because we are focusing on getting our next iteration out, which will be launched within two months. So stay tuned. It's great hearing that, Potter. Um, on your docs page, when I see a DAO integration, I think of holding DAOs responsible for some of the things that they say that they'll execute on in their roadmaps via uh, the e-sign contracts. Was this the thought behind DAO integrations, or if you could speak more on that, where you think this will head? Any other things you guys want to know? He probably can't hear me. Oh, Potter, uh, can you not hear Super? No, I cannot hear super at all. No, like, oh, that's what it was, dude. <laughs> okay. Wait. Yeah, we were waiting. Yeah. Wait, is super is super like you know, because like the for the last time you know I, there's like an awkward pause, right? Yeah. I don't hear anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe super. Maybe restart. <laughs> yeah. Your, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually. Yo, great. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I no, thought. No, I no, thought. No. I thought there was you know a you know an intentional. Uh, pause or for 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 our community to ask questions. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Uh, super, reset. go ahead and re reset your app. I'll, I'll cover that question for you. Uh, but yeah. Potter, what Super was asking, he said, uh, when he hears DAO integrations, he thinks about holding those DAOs responsible for what they're saying they'll actually execute mm -hmm. um, via the ETH sign contract. So he's asking, you know, was that kind of a thought behind the DAO integrations? And if it wasn't, could you just kind of speak on? Yeah, uh, speak on that a little bit more where you think it would lead in the future. Yeah, definitely. Actually, uh, I will just get to get about uh, get, get to this. So basically, uh, our DAO is our one of the major focus in eScience roadmap, right? Uh, because somehow we're bridging the Web two to Web three world. Where, for example, if a DAO want to, uh, most of a lot of time, DAO doesn't have a you know a like legal entity or whatnot. So how do you make sure that, you know, it's this uh, it's this DAO or this, you know, treasury uh, or this core member from the DAO signed this contract? It can be verified if, you know, this private key owned by DAO treasury managed, you know, private key 
holders, if that makes sense. So that will be, you know, uh, kind of like on-chain identity to verify, you know, the, you know, the DAO's kind of, you know, ident- uh, to, to sign this contract. So the, the reason is, you know, uh, we have a uh, investor, he was going to sign a market-making kind of deal with one of the DAO, but the DAO said, oh, we don't have a legal entity. How can we sign this contract? And they used eSign to sign it because, you know, um, this private key was directly from the DAO, if that makes sense. So that was the first. Uh, and uh, and as I said, you know, eSign is definitely not just Web3 DocuSign. It's a hundred times more. And I'm going to share a bit about our roadmap and it definitely uh, 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 in, in align with, you know, our roadmap with DAOs. So basically, uh, the next phase of eSign, I don't know if you, have you guys heard about the term smart agreement. So, uh, or uh, AKA eSign, smart agreement so eSign smart agreement aka esa is a uh, technology that we built out um i mean thanks to our tremendous tech lead oh uh, also fyi our cto is teaching a solidity course in usc under the blockchain miner it's a four credit course and uh, he was one of the youngest professor in usc uh so and, and his course is open source everyone can um, can uh, can take this class online. So you know, just doing a, a small promotion for my CTO, and that's it. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, thanks to you know our tremendous tech team and our tremendous you know team, we came up with uh, eSign Smart Agreement. So basically, what this is is uh, we are trying to make a uh, uh, document on chain, not just sign electronically, but it can also be self-executed. And um, so basically, uh, we are going to, the basic, uh, two basic features will be uh, uh, smart or, you know, ultimate execution and also, you know, escrow of funds or transfer of funds. Um, so basically how it works is there will be three, uh, sorry, there will be three major uh, uh, matrix that you need to define into building a smart agreement. The first part is, you know, you need to define a data source. A data source can either be on-chain or off-chain. You know, on-chain, it could be TVL, it could be, you know, token price, it could be anything. Off-chain could be time, it could be, you know, a user data number or, you know, whatever, right? Uh, So basically, uh, thank you, uh, Chainlink Keepers. We are able to uh, monitor like any on-chain or off-chain data data set or data API. And uh, we are also, uh, you know, there's other, you know, uh, solution providers like Gelato, KP3R, also shout out to them. And uh, with this, we're able to, you know, as I said, monitor, define a data source you need to monitor. The second step is you need to define a trigger condition. By trigger condition, I mean, for example, uh, it could be triggered by time, it could trigger by the top price, but basically what is the uh, trigger um, data that you are aiming to get to match the expected value? So for example, uh, we can say um, uh, we are going to um, monitor or whatever a data, and if the data reach this uh, expected value, then the smart contract will be executed. Then it comes to the third part, which is you know a smart contract. A smart contract execution, you know, you guys know Ethereum is not only a uh, uh, powerful execution platform; it's also a powerful financial platform, right? So uh, or system uh, infrastructure. So basically, we are able to you know, move funds on blockchain very safe and very you know um, privately. Uh, uh, so basically that was the, you know, the major matrix you're, you're able to do, uh, to, um, to define and, the uh, the use cases we are uh, thinking or having of is 
um, is I, I will uh, you know take a little deep on this because you know uh, it's uh, kind of my sweet spot. <laughs> uh, so basically, the first one it would be uh, a on-chain kind of uh, KPI-based investment. Uh, you guys, as you guys, uh, I, I don't know if you guys know, you know, the recent kind of Doquan and you know, Altcoin God said, you know, they had like a big argument about if Terra if Terra price will drop below eighty-eight dollar per Terra, you know, then, you know, they will, uh, they will each other, you know, I think it's uh, 50 million USD or 10 million. I forgot the exact number, but they were basically having this kind of, you know, uh, bet, big bet uh, on Twitter, right? And uh, they, there they, they were warm question is they, they were asking for a good escrow service. And, you know, uh, I think it was Chase or some other, you know, big influencer. He said, oh, we we are looking for good escrow service. Please provide some. Right. And um, I would say, yo, this is instant. Great. You know, uh, Eastside Smart Agreement use case. Basically, you uh, define, you know, the uh, trigger condition, the data source and execution logic. And it's a decentralized escrow. So no one except for the party will have access to this. We will have this audited, by the way. So, you know, we do uh, concern a lot on the security side. So don't worry about the uh, security and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it will be a decentralized escrow. You know, uh, it will be easy to define. It will be a paperless kind of collaboration between multiple parties uh, without signing PDF contract. Right. So that would be a cool use case. And uh, the other uh, biggest use case that we are thinking of uh, is actually very related to DAO. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, so basically, uh, to long story short, it will be a powerful toolkit to execute DAO voting outcome. Right. So basically, after uh, DAO voted on snapshot, then there was an the outcome. It will execute it uh, instantly with our smart agreement. So to be more, uh, to be more specific or to be more in detail, uh, for example, um, it will be a couple months ago. You know, Sushi DAO, Sushi Swap DAO, they were trying to reward their liquidity provider with Sushi token, right? And um, uh, they basically say, oh, uh, people, please vote in the form on you know all the liquidity provider, please vote on you know what you guys want the vesting period to be. Is it six months, 12 months, or 18 months? You know, you guys would be the deciders. So, of course, the community and the liquidity department, you know, choose or to, you know, vote it the shortest vesting period. However, you know, here comes the twisting point is the a day later or a couple of days later, Sushi official, they announced a new article or a new kind of blog saying that uh, the outcome is the shortest. However, after, you know, good consideration with the founders of Sushi, we so we started to realize that if we, uh, you know, make it six months or whatever the shortest uh, vesting period is, it will be pumping down. It will be not healthy to the Sushi community. So we decided to move the vesting to 12 months or 24 months, you know, um, even though the vote outcome is six months or whatever that is. Then interesting comments coming up. People be starting to comment in, oh, uh, if this could be coded in the smart contract, it would be, you know, it'll be it'll be great. And you guys what you guys are doing is totally bullshit. This is fucking sorry to, you know, is freaking this is freaking centralized, right? I mean, that's true. I mean, the whole point of being a decentralized autonomous organization 
you are not decentralized. You seems to be decentralized by you know voting on one you know whatever, and you're not autonomous. I you know you know because still there's a group of people you know organizing you know basically in charge of doing whatever with a token, and also you're not uh they are you are not automated. When the the vote is you know when the vote is coming out when the outcome is there, the team doesn't execute it. They decided to to change the rules. That's unacceptable, right? So another big use case that Esai is going to do is is it will um it will become you know the execution layer of the DAO voting outcome. So for example, if SushiSwap you know under with the same forum, um with a you know Esai smart agreement, for example, it will be uh sign uh it will, it will be sushi token you know, dropped to all the liquidity providers, right? In what price and what's the vesting period and is it has a cliff or whatnot? You know, every vote it will come with a specific eSign smart agreement. And when the vote is outcome, we make sure that it's executed because code is law, because smart agreement, smart contract, which is built on top of smart contract, is immutable. It, it will be executed. And it will be more automated and more decentralized and really make the point that uh, you know, making this whole thing decentralized have a point is because if the, the, the community, if the if the community, if the you know DAO holders, if the liquidity provider, if the contributors, the supporters, they decided one thing, but it was not executed. What is the whole point? It's still a company. So yeah, that was uh, the second you know biggest roadmap that we're going to do with you know DAOs and stuff. And the third uh, part that we have a lot of you know um, uh, have a lot of you know uh, synergies with DAOs is. Oh, by the way, as you guys all know, we are also backed by Mirana Ventures. Uh, Mir uh, they are the um, venture partner of BitDAO, one of the, I think, the biggest investment DAO in the world with $3 billion in the treasury. So uh, the third part that we're going to do is we're going to build a sub-product leveraging eSign's signature, aka Web3 DocuSign, plus eSign's smart agreement. We are going to build this um, amazing or exciting not amazing yet exciting pro uh, product we call it a uh, token table so the the whole concept of token table is uh is actually you know inspired by you know uh, last year where we we have a, a conversation with one of our investors and also Balaji's mirror token um article and he also you know Balaji also uh, inv invested in eSign as an intro and you know we will definitely consult him uh, down the road about this token table project. So essentially, what token table is, it will be a, a one-stop shop, automated one-stop shop for fundraising and investing um, platform. It will help investors, uh, including crypto funds, VCs, uh, angels, investment DAOs, uh, Web three, anyone in Web three. Uh, to invest into projects like you know majorly Web three projects, we're not going to tar uh, target any equity stuff. So um, uh, basically, this token table project, uh, it will be you know a uh, first of all, it will be legally binding. Where we already um, have a strong legal team backing us on this. I cannot disclose who they are, but you know they're uh, the top tier, and um, uh, basically everyone will be able to manage their investment on chain, right? Uh, instead of using multiple platforms like DocuSign, like, you know, 
uh, Carta, like Angelus, like Excel to manage a、uh, Web3 investment. Because as you guys all know, Web3 investment is still a very, you know, uh, un, kind of undeveloped, underdeveloping kind of, you know, area or industry where there's no like, you know, default rules or there's no like,、uh, you know, Crack way, way to do it. Everyone do it their own way. So instead of using multiple platforms in, into that of a hassleness, we basically allow users to or different parties to sign legally binding contract, transfer fund. So no more back and forth test token, right? If you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and、uh, no more like a WEN token, right? Because、uh, it will be also be generated a mirror token, which will be one to one mirror the token that. Uh, that you're going to get, or,、uh, or the native token that the platform is going to launch. So,、uh, also help them with vesting. So, instead of you know, typing in different investors' addresses every month,、uh, you can just,、uh, founders can just pull all the money into this pool、uh, and allow in- investors to claim it. And with a vesting schedule, of course, right? Either cliff vest,、uh, linear vesting,、uh, yada, 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 anything smart contractable. So, basically, this platform allows.、Um, You know, investors to sign and wire and you know, manage their cap table. So we call it token table. So the future of token table is we're going to target you know, all the to be、uh, to investment, doubt, blah, 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 whatever、um, to form this. We will also be having a you know, s- similar product that we're going to target the crypto community to do similar stuff like investment club. So yeah,、uh, hopefully that answers your question.、Uh, Yeah, Potter, thanks for going into all that. I actually had a question. You had talked about how、um, you guys could basically enforce DAO votes. So I'm curious, what were the mechanics that you guys have that could say, like, a DAO vote is focusing on changing the protocol code? Like, how would the code actually、oh, yeah, yeah. change and how does that, that actually、um, work for you guys? Yeah, that's a good question. So, we are not going to allow all the execute,、uh, voting to,、uh, outcome to be executable. That's not you know, possible, right? Because there's a lot of you know, voting is more kind of object,、uh, subjective or, you know, or more vague, if that makes sense. However,、uh, voting is like you know, vesting schedules, voting, voting like, you know, a draw, like, what, like volume, volume of the token, what, you know, all that you know,、uh, stuff that can be quantifiable, can, can be more objective. We are able to, you know, to execute those, if that makes sense. So it's not. It's not like we can execute any contract. No, we can execute the voting outcome when it's you know, very specific and you know,、uh, it can be smart contractable, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got you. So it's more kind of for treasury management、um, oriented in a way. Exactly. Like a That's, more why, like, exactly.、Yeah. Okay. That's why we partner with you know, the biggest treasury management DAO in the world, <laughs> BitDAO, as well as you know, other very big investment DAO. Like, you know, we're still in touch with them, but you know, nothing fruitful outcome yet. But you know, I will dis- probably disclose those in the future. But yeah, we are in touch with some other big investment DAOs like the Lao, Manfratel,、um, uh, GCR,、uh, you name it. But, you know, but nothing you know, official yet. Yeah. And, you, and you, had, you had actually also touched about these contracts being legally compliant.、Um, could you kind of talk about the process for being legally compliant in multiple jurisdictions? I think on your website, you guys are compliant more than、uh, a dozen different jurisdictions. So could you kind of like、yeah. dive into that? Yeah, of course. So、uh, definitely, if you guys to look for more detail,、uh, I can,、uh, it's all in our medium. 
So each side's official medium, there will be one article to walk through everything about you know the legal, legally binding stuff and the jurisdiction stuff. So I'm just going to summarize those and into you know into into few words. So basically, the world is you know right now has in uh, regarding e-signature laws. I believe there's only uh, there's probably a few, but the major ones are tiered model or tech neutral countries, right? For for tech neutral countries like U.S., Canada, as well as others, they don't care like how you do how you sign contract, either it's through blockchain or through internet, whatever. As long as you rec- you fulfill the four basic requirements. So what is the four basic basic requirements? I can't remember the specific, but I believe there's like signer's intention, you know, logical association, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. So um, there's four. Uh, You guys can read more details in in the article. Um, And, you know, for, so therefore, for tech neutral neutral countries, we, when we design the product, we, we have to let users to sign, you know, term of use, privacy policy, et cetera. Uh, however, we do not collect any of the user data. And uh, also, you know, during the you know design of the product, we make sure that we fulfill that, you know, the, uh, the, all the requirements. And we do have that, we do have an, and, you know, uh, uh, what is it called in English? Like, anticip- like uh, examples or whatever. So basically, uh, it legal, a lot of, you know, legal top legal firms are all back this, uh, uh, like, endorse this uh, in, in the public way. I, I can't share more material uh, information now, but it will be launched in around two, two months. So guys stay tuned. So basically, you know, uh, when basically to answer your question, we are legally binding because we fulfill all the basic requirements and we have, you know, all the, uh, if you people do not have time to read all the technical stuff or, or the more detailed stuff, because I assume, I do assume most, most users, they don't care, you know, they don't want to spend 10 minutes reading why we are legally binding, right? They only want to see who we are, we partner with and who are the legal firms are, you know, endorsing us or, you know, backing us, uh, which I believe that, that, you know, have more kind of, you know, confident, uh, you know, not like, uh, more like um, background or, you know, rooting it, you know, have more, um, yeah, have more credibility. Yes, credibility. That's the word I want trying to use. So we are, uh, so for users, we're not going to educate why, oh, I'm going to spend 30 minutes with you, how we educate the users, why we are legally binding. However, we are going to have, oh, the lawyers, a lot of the top law firms to back us, you know, to basically create this templates or, you know, how to make this legally binding, uh, if that makes answer your questions. And we do believe that, you know, in the future when there's uh, basically how, DocuSign is legally binding is they bind their, you know, uh, email with their identity, right? So email is their Web2 identity. That's why, you know, uh, the only, you don't need to do KYC if you use DocuSign, if you guys don't know. There's no KYC process. You only need to, you know, bind your email. So in this scenario, in the future, when there's more Web3 use cases, more, more Web3 adoption, more Web3 kind of deployment, and Web3 identity became just as powerful as email, so let's say, I mean, guys, look at ENS. ENS, you can create subdomain for your main, uh, like your main ENS account. Like for example, if esign.eth, you can create tech.esign.eth. You can create 
for example, my name is Potter, Potter.tech. I'm not in the tech scene, but you know, I'll just use it as an example. Potter.tech.e3.eth. This will be my Web3 identity, just like, you know, uh, PL, my email in my Web2 identity, right? I will use this identity to sign contract, to, you know, to do all the operation work. I believe probably it will be three to five years when there's more Web3 adoption, you know, people starting to use, you know, their wallets to, to, to do most of the things. So, I mean, right now there's already a lot of, you know, uh, Web3, um, um, Web3 kind of task management or, you know, uh, platform like the point is in three to five years we do expect if web3 do explode and do have massive adoption then web3 identity will just be as important as web2 identity just like your email if that makes sense um in that case um you know for e-sign to to have you know basically on um, basic because we use private key private public key as our you know did or way to log in we will be the first group of you know product or companies or whatever to adopt the you know this web3 identity thing and, and you know it will when at that time nobody will ask what why is it legally binding <laughs> because just like why right now nobody asks why is DocuSign why is DocuSign legally binding if that makes sense you know Chase, did I answer the thing you were asking? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Potter, for diving into that. Potter, can you hear me this mm -hmm. time? Very clearly, right, cool. very clearly. I was, I was wondering. I was like, Yo, first of all, oh. first of all, any any feedback on what I just said? It Did it pump you guys, you know, about the whole Web3 massive adoption stuff? Oh, yeah, I can't wait for this to go up, not even from a price perspective, but just from the tech perspective exactly. and uh, – yeah, no, it, it's really, I, I think exciting is the, the best word. Exciting uh, to be here yeah. and meet a ton of cool people. And uh, like I was saying earlier, it was great to meet you at the dinner as well. Mm -hmm. um, coming on. And my next question is about the automatic contract mm -hmm. execution. Yeah. Could you explain or speak on what it's been like to work with Chainlink and uh, its utilization of uh, Chainlink Keepers? Yeah, yeah. So basically with Chainlink, uh, we just, uh, we use Chainlink uh, to, as I said, monitor the on-chain and off-chain API. So basically, uh, for in order to have a multi-automated contract, you need to have a really good oracle to bring, you know, the consensus on chain, right? So how we bring consensus on chain, how to make it automated is with chaining, you know, powerful oracle uh, in Keepers network to give us, you know, most accurate data either on-chain or off-chain. If that makes sense. So by uh, integrating their solution, we're able to uh, automate the contract based on you know the feedback or the you know either the price or the whatever data they that chain links reads and you know uh, give back to us. So we do really you know appreciate and you know do value chaining as a great ecosystem partner of eScience. In fact, we do host regular you know chaining meetups within eScience in LA area like once in a month, like probably once every two months. Uh, you guys can you guys can see it on you know on chaining official channel I think, or not I don't know, but definitely on eSign. <laughs> and you know uh, you also help feel free to check out those events. It's uh, it's been hosted. I think we already host like five to six chaining events in in LA area. We'll probably host more in like more East Coast uh, regions. So stay tuned. Let's go. The meetups are dope, bro. Yeah, sometimes we host it with Harmony. 
sometimes we host this with uh other like consensus like friends with benefits you know all the interesting people <laughs> so yeah we are very excited to you know to also to leverage you know blockchain at usc to um build more kind of you know uh, uh regional uh, ecosystem or community in la area so if you guys are you know interested or you know to mean participating events like this check out blockchain at usc uh it's also in my profile kind of bio you know i'm a proud dad of e-sign blockchain at usc uh, obviously. <laughs> hey, Prada, I just want to do a uh, a time check real quick. How are we looking on time? Give me one sec. I think uh, can we, we can go over a bit. Like uh, we can go over 10, 20 more minutes. If that okay. if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, of course. I was just making sure we. Oh, actually, take it uh, actually, probably five more minutes because I have one more thing I need to go to. Pretty urgent. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Me too. You want to ask your question, and then we can uh, we can head off. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, Potter. I was just curious about like your long term vision for like the project and where you see it, where you see it going. Like, where do you think Esign will be in like the next you know two years or so? Yeah. So you really appreciate your question, but you know, I think as I said, you know, Esign, we are not satisfied or we're actually not it's not because satisfied it's just our vision we're not just constrained by being the web3 version of DocuSign. but uh, really if you want to give uh, ask me a good uh, you know one one kind of uh, accurate kind of description on token table it would be the web3 goldman sachs if that makes sense and uh, for our smart argument it would be the you know basically revolutionize you know the whole uh, contract signing and help people to uh, collaborate, you know, in a decentralized fashion and in a trustless fashion, bring the trust to the trustless platform. So basically, that's the two biggest direction for token table. We are aiming to make it into, you know, Web3 Goldman Sachs. And for our you know, smart agreement, we don't know the limit is, but, you know, we want to make it into, you know, the Web3 kind of, you know, uh, execution um, protocol. Um, or you can say, you know, how people collaborate with each other paperless, of course. Code is law. That's awesome, um, Potter. We just wanted to say thank you for coming out and you know taking it, taking time out of your day to talk to us. Um, is there anything you want to leave us with? Closing remarks, and then also for the people listening on Spotify and YouTube, where can they find you, and then where can they find Ethan? Awesome. So, um, uh, thank you, uh, and. Uh, one more time, really thank all of you for coming and, you know, especially for base to organize this awesome, you know, uh, talk or whatever to for allow, allowing me to share, you know, my experience and, you know, what I think about this industry. And uh, I do uh, want to say that please follow our official Twitter uh, ETH sign. And we have our Discord uh, link to our Twitter. And our website is ethsign.xyz. You will be able to see other uh, channels we have. We have YouTube, Medium, Discord, uh, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. You, can, you'll be, you will be able to find it on the website. And... Uh, The username is P-O-T-T-E-R-L-E-E-222. So Potter D triple two. And my uh, handle is, or my username is Potter.eth. Because, uh, you know what? I own Potter.eth. Yeah, that's why. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> dope. Yeah. Whatever. Well, Ponder, we appreciate you coming on, brother. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Uh, and everything about every, you, and super cool project. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate y'all. And one last thing to, to mention is, you know, uh, I do recommend, you know, the Gen Z and, you know, if either if you're Gen Z or not, but Gen Z is better because Gen Z, you know, they're new to this. I think they are more passionate about this stuff, whatever, for whatever reasons, right? So anyone who's interested in Web3, please, you know, take take the leap. You know, you will find it very interesting and, you know, it will be very disruptive to the traditional industry. If you want to change the world, change the, you know, build the next internet with me and as well as others, please, you know, DM me or whatever. Let's see how we can collaborate and, you know, shoot me your awesome ideas. And, you know, we will help you uh, to, you know, to learn more stuff. Actually, the reason uh, I mentioned this is because eSign, we launched a nonprofit organization called Web3 Collective. Uh, you guys can check it on Twitter, Web3 Collective. Web3 Collective is a, a nonprofit organization focused on education, um, adoption, and deployment. The first batch of members, we have Gitcoin, Polygon, uh, Biconomy, etc. You know, you guys can see the list. And in the next uh, batch, we'll have, we're talking to Arweave, you know, the Graph, Chainlink, and other, you know, big ecosystem and tech stack that we partner with. And our vision is to... Um, uh, collaborate with you know different colleges and you know uh, education resources organizations to really make good content of Web three education stuff. And as I said, our CTO is teaching in USC about how to build a DBAP. He will personally you know just adopt a lot of the curriculum or workshops that you know we make out of this collective and to start to spread it out into build more curriculum on web3 and spread it into the in the university level if that makes sense and we're also going to uh, build a lot of hackathons uh, with a lot of people last year we organized a hackathon with modal uh, uh, aka the subdao of bitdao they're powered by bitdao and by bit and uh, we host a hackathon with more than a thousand of participants and you know um, more than hundreds of project submission and you know uh, I think we're going to just do events um, like this or panels or whatever and you know in education content curriculum we, we also partner with use with web3 uh, blah 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 to really to um, make this education hub for whoever want to get into web3 or to learn more about web3 so um, of course we're going to do a lot of amas and you know all live chat channels we'd love to you know co-host one with base and you know if you guys are interested uh we already host several events in usc harvard we're going to host one in harvard soon and we're going to host a lot more in you know ucsd uc irvine a lot of west coast schools as well as a lot of east coast schools so yeah stay tuned and make sure to follow that as well for you know more updates thank you guys of course, thank you again, right on, brother. Thanks for coming on, man. Everyone, stay based. Have yes. a good night. Yes, sir. Peace. Have a good one. Fight the fuck on. <laughs> Peace. Based space.